0: Welcome to the Pastor Nora King podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. We're gonna talk about this morning, your special assignment. Say this with me, my special assignment. Say it again, my special assignment. Now, when I was growing up in church, Many of the people had a mindset, and and it wasn't anyone's fault, I don't think, but there was not uh, enough teaching. But many people had the mindset that we pay the preacher, and the preacher is to do all of the work, and we're supposed to just come and sit and be blessed. Well, you have come, you are sitting And you are being blessed week after week after week. We all are being blessed. Well, that is a part of it. But what we have to understand that once we come into a local church and we begin to be a part of the fabric of that local church, then it is our responsibility to see what God has placed on the inside of us that we can use for Him. Now, listen to me, in the local church. Now see, some people have gifts, talents and abilities and they think, well, I'm going to use it in this club and I'm going to use it uh, here on my job and whatever well you do you do get to use what God gives you in different ways but I'm telling you we really miss the mark when we do not understand that those gifts talents and abilities were given to be used in the local church because the local church is what God has set up on the earth to reach people for him and he didn't call other things, even though other, um, uh, you know, activities that are done outside of the church, para church groups, they're, they're good, they do good things. But he didn't call them to do the work that the local church does. And so we need to take our gifts, talents, and abilities and use them for the Lord. So our purpose then is to use our gifts in the local church to expand the kingdom. Imagine a church if we came in next week and there was no one to greet. There was no one to park cars. There was no one to work at the information center. There was no one in the nursery to take care of our children. There was no one, uh, uh, you know, here in the sanctuary to usher and receive the offering and help people find seats. Imagine if the sound, there was no one back there to run the sound in the video. Imagine if there was no one to lead the music and be a part. Imagine. And you know what though? There are churches week after week that drag by to to do the work of the Lord because people don't step up to the plate. And I told you that when I, you know, was growing up, there wasn't a lot of people. You know, let me tell you something. What people... Expect, even in in our day and hour, now I'm not so much saying in a church like ours, but what people expect, teach me, you pray for me. You counsel my kids. You get my husband or my wife fixed. They're driving me crazy. You cook me a meal. Well, you know what? We may do all of those things. But when you have an attitude like that, you know what those people are going to do? They're going to go down the road and they're going to tell the people that we didn't do things to their standards. You see, you can't have that kind of attitude. It's not teach me, train me, be you know be bl- a blessing to me. That's not all there is to it, even though that's included. What it is, is I'm going to roll my sleeves up and what can I do? That's the kind of attitude. That's what Tennessee is all about. Aren't we called the volunteer state? And we've helped all over everywhere. For years, we've been that way. That's why we got that name, the volunteer state. Well, why should we come into the church then and sit down and we forget we're volunteers? We're volunteers in two ways. You know, because we believe in our team or teams, all the teams, uh, the, you know, are athletic But we're volunteers for the Lord, first and foremost. And so the things I'm going to say to you this morning may challenge you. And if they do, they're not meant to smack you in the face. They're just meant to say, while you still have an opportunity, while you still have time, do something for the Lord and make a difference. You may say, well, why why do you say it that way? Because I'm going to tell you why. There's going to come a day that every one of us, and I'm not being fatalistic, but either Jesus is coming or we're going to heaven. And we don't have any more time after that. There is no more time. And so I tell you what I am. I'm not fatalistic. I'm a pastor. And I I tell people the way that it is. You know why? Because the Bible says one day that the blood can be upon my hands if I don't tell people. Tell people this? Yeah, tell people this. Because do, do you want to go to heaven and have no rewards when you get there? There's going to be a lot of people that way. And even some of the rewards we think we're going to get, maybe we won't. Because he says some of them are going to be burned up as by fire, you know, when we have impure motives and so many things that are going on, you know, and we want to pat on the back and God's maybe not as pleased with us as what we think he is, you know. So Ephesians four one it tells us be imitators or followers is really what that means of God as dear children. And you know how a parent will imitate Uh, uh, or a child will imitate his parents. Well, we are to imitate God as his dear children. And Jesus was the express image of God upon the earth. Would you agree with me when he was here? And Jesus' philosophy uh, was found in Matthew 23, 11, and it says, He that is greatest among you shall be your servant. It is time for people to be servants and true servants. And not about power and prestige and what this is going to do for me. What about for the people? And see, that's what we've got to be all about. We've got to be about, what about the people? What about God's people? What about the people that Jesus wants to touch through us? And so he said, if you want to be great, you be a servant. And see, that's so contrary to the world's way of thinking. I want you to take your Bible and I want you to turn to Philippians 2. And we're going to start reading here in verse number 5. Philippians 2, 5. Let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. In other words, allow the mind of Christ to be in you. How do you allow? You cooperate. You give God permission to be in your mind, to allow you to think like He thinks. You've got to allow that to happen. Let the mind of Christ be in you. In other words, there's people who fight the mind of Christ because Christ said, be a servant. Serve one another with love. Jesus went about doing good. He did did good deeds everywhere He went. And so he wants that same kind of mindset to be in us that was in him. But there's a fight going on for this to happen. Your flesh wars against the Spirit. Well, if I do that, I'm going to look like I'm powerless. If I do that, you know, after all, this is what I do in in my profession. And people will see see me do that, and they're going to look down on me for doing that. You know what? Jesus didn't care. He laid aside his garments, the Bible said. You know what? We might have, you know, a kingly garment of whatever, you know, in in our profession, but we may have to lay it aside to serve in our local church. And you know that's okay? I think about in this church, it's so wonderful you know, uh, how God brings so many different people together, educated, uneducated, rich, poor, all in between professionals and people that, you know, are just blue collar workers. You know, they're good people, you know, they just work hard. And God just brings all of that together. And he said, I'm going to use this. And I'm going to speak to that community and I'm going to speak to the world and I'm going to show them that when my people come together and lay aside all their titles, all their pride and just roll up their sleeves and work, I'm going to show them what can be done. I'm going to show them what can be done. You know, and we have doctors, we have lawyers... We have businessmen, and we have teachers, educators. We have all kinds of professionals, bankers, you know. And then, you know, we've got carpenters, plumbers, painters, waitresses, factory workers. It doesn't matter what your title is. See, when you come in the house of God, we're all equal in Him. And so we roll up our sleeves And we get involved in the house of God. Now, see, God gives us lots of flexibility, doesn't he? He gives us lots of flexibility in what we're going to do. That's why we're presenting all the departments and all the areas within those departments where you can do things and serve God and serve your brothers and sisters in the Lord and serve this city and serve this community and even around the world. So he said, let Give permission and cooperation for the mind of Christ to be in you. See, he said, which was also in Christ Jesus. What mindset did Christ Jesus have? Who being in the form of God thought it not be to be robbery, to be equal with God. He knew who he was and he knew what he was supposed to do and he knew where he was going. But listen what he did. But he made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Now, I think it's very interesting there that he set aside prominence, prestige, his kingly rights. He set that all aside and he became a servant. I want the nature of a servant, don't you? I really desire that. I work at that. And you know, sometimes this old flesh wants to, you know, well, you shouldn't be. Well, you know, when when that thought comes to you that you shouldn't be doing that, that's the time you better do it because you're going to kill that pride if you do that. The other day, Eddie and I were at the grocery store, you know, we're off on Mondays and and we'd gone to the grocery store on our way home trying to hurry, you know, to get there, to do whatever. And, um, and so we're there, and I'm in a line. Well, I got in one line. I'll just tell you this. I got in one line, and I was ready to go. And Eddie kept saying, go to this other line. Okay, so I go in the other line. And there was this elderly lady there, and it was taking her forever. She couldn't find her money or a check or a card or whatever. And I mean, I'm standing there like this, you know. And then finally it hit me. It's like, give her a break. Give her a break. You may be in that situation one day yourself, you know, and don't be so impatient. Okay, so I I calm down. And and then we go out to the car with our groceries. And, you know, um, Eddie's putting the groceries in the car. And I tell him, I say, I, I told him, I said, I'm going to go over here and help this lady. So I walk over to her car. At that time, she'd gotten her few bags in that she had. And I told her, I said, I'm going to take your grocery cart and I'm going to go put it up for you. Oh, thank you very much. You know, so I did that. Well, I didn't know that anybody was watching. And so here comes, you know, this lady uh, down the same aisle that we're in in her SUV. And she says, ma'am, that was a good thing that you just did. See, I didn't do it for anybody to see it, but even the world knows it's good to serve other people. We need, I tell you, if you serve God in the local church, you will be better at serving people in your community and wherever you are. It puts that mindset in you that Jesus had. Instead of looking for people to serve us, we look for ways to serve other people and be a blessing. Remember what Abraham said? I'm blessed to be a blessing. Say that. I'm blessed to be a blessing. And so, you know, God gave me that opportunity, but I could have really blown it. I could have really messed it up if she sensed that I was getting irritated with her. It's like, yeah, you want to put my buggy up after, you know. So see, we have to get things in right perspective. You understand? And we're all human and we have to deal with things, but we need to allow the right mindset to be in us and become servants. Amen? So we have to lay aside pride, reputation, and all that kind of thing, and we have to serve God by serving His people. Amen? Well, I serve God, but I'm not about to do anything in that church. You're not serving God. Because God, through Jesus, came to the earth, did good, and became a servant. And so that's what we're to follow, him and be an imitator of him, right? Be a follower. Now, I want to tell you an enemy to your serving in your local church is secular influence. Now, secular influence will tell you, I'm too good for that. I do this for a living, that for a living. You know, I've already talked a little bit about that. I'm just too good to do that. But see, that's secular thinking. And we need to have... Renewed minds to the Word of God. Not renewed to what this one thinks and renewed to what that one thinks, but renewed to the Scripture who said that we need to be a servant. Amen? Look for ways to serve others. Ephesians 4.1 says this, that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Now, I want to tell you, he said that you can either walk worthy of this vocation, which you know what vocation means? It's your job in Christ. That's what your vocation and my vocation is. Walk worthy of this job in Christ... Wherewith you are called. In other words, we're all called to do something for God. And it's see, we think if we're not going to Africa to be missionaries, then we're really not serving God. We're really not doing anything worthwhile. But let me tell you something. If each one of us will take our gift or gifts, and we will contribute into the body, it may take you only... You know, it may take you 20 minutes a week or an hour a week or whatever it is. And if week after week after week you will contribute, it will be amazing what can happen in this place. It will be amazing. Eddie said it last week though, busy people get things done. And you know... Uh, uh, You know what another enemy to serving is? Procrastination. Well, you know, I know they're doing that. Find your place and I've got this form and everything, but I'll do that later. I'll take care of that. Procrastination is an enemy to serving. Do it. Just do it. Get something done. Walk worthy of the vocation, the job in Christ. where with you are called. Every one of us are ministers for Jesus Christ. We are ambassadors for the Lord. I'm not only a minister. And you know, our staff pastors and Ed, we're not uh, the only ministers. Every one of us are ministers. We might be the five-fold part of the ministry, but each one of the people that attend church here, each one of you, you are a minister. Look at your... Point your finger and say, I am a minister. I'm a minister. And see, if you look at yourself like that, you'll understand that you do have a calling. And the Bible says to walk worthy of that calling. You know, it's very important. We don't need to be self-absorbed. You know what I'm saying? Everything is about me. It's all about me. No, it's all about you, Jesus. And when it's all about you, it's all about your people and other people that you want to reach and love. Amen? So let's don't be self-absorbed. But let's see God transform. Transform our church. Transform our city. Transform society because we contribute and use our job in Christ that He's called us to for Him. Amen? I'm telling you, serving can bring a, a just a deep personal fulfillment and satisfaction in your life. I'm not going to tell you that, you know, it's all, you know, just having a wonderful time all the time because you do have to work hard when you fulfill uh, the job in Christ and serve as He's given it to you. But it's... I tell you what, when I lay my head down upon my pillow and I have served and I have ministered to God's people and I've done what God's called me to do, I may be tired, my body may be tired, mentally I'm tired, but you know what, I have this deep sense of satisfaction and fulfillment. And see, that's what God wants for us to have. But not just for me. He wants it for every one of us. And no matter how little or big our contribution is, again, if we week after week contribute, it makes a huge difference. Amen. Are you listening to me? Well, just because if you don't want to listen won't make me stop. That's right. So ministry should not be a drudgery. It shouldn't be a drudgery for us. That's not God's plan. Again, you may get tired, but you'll be satisfied and fulfilled. Amen? When you're a servant, did you know that it changes your whole outlook on life? Instead of looking for people to do and bless you, you're looking for ways to do something for someone else and bless them. And I think that pleases God, don't you? Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.